Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Oh my goodness. I am so excited because today I have Candace Camille, the wellologist from the DMV. What? <laughs> How you doing, girlfriend? I am absolutely fabulous. It's how I'm doing. I am, I am, I am amazing. That's good. That's good. So, you know, y'all, I, I, I heard some things about Candace and had to have her on the show. So, Candace, we're really nosy here on the Coach Cast show. So I want to know, I want to know your love journey. Where you been when it comes to love? Because you've grown. So, so tell us a little bit of, of what love has done to you in your past. What, what has that journey been like? Listen, I'm really, really grown, number one. So you, you sure you want to jump into this? You know, like where I've been, what I've done? You know, I got like Come I got on. 60 years up under my belt to tell you some true things. So I have been around a few blocks. Oh, um, I, <laughs> been around a few blocks but you know all in all when you look at it um let, let, let me go way back because again um just coming from my childhood and being um from a place where you were never loved because mm. again my story goes from horrific to terrific so we were abused kids so there was no love in in the house at all there was nothing it was nothing that we went through where it says love. It was like survival, right? So, you know, my father's way of showing love was to hit my mother. So we went through domestic violence situations, generational. So what, you know, I thought was love was the fact that, you know, because this is something that my mom told me that if a man hits you, you know, that's his way of showing that he loves you and all of that stuff. So you walk into your journey, um, going through life with some of those things and some of those things that happened to me. So when it happened to me, I didn't think anything of it because again, this is something my mother told me that this was love. That was what love was all about. Mm. Till I learned later on, no, this is not what it's all about. No one, how the hell are you going to be showing me you love me and you beating the hell out of me? So I learned quick and in a hurry and how to get out of those relationships, you know, as I got into each Wait and every a second. one of them. How did you learn to get out of those relationships? Because there's some people that are stuck in that place, right? And they feel like every person will abuse them. And they feel like that's the only thing that relationships look like. So what, what did that epiphany even look like, Candace? How, how did you get there? Well, it wasn't just an epiphany. I realized that I deserved more. I sat mm -hmm. there and know and said, you know what? I was a smart kid. Um, you know, I wasn't a bad kid. I deserve better than this. I don't know how my mom went through this, but in the moment, you know, you're scared. You don't have anything. You're stuck and never mind stuff. You paralyzed. But once you really, really make a decision and you say, I deserve better than this. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to create a plan. See, because a lot of times people will say, why didn't you just go, go where, you know, you're stuck there. You're paralyzed. Yeah. So you have to figure out how you're going to get out. I had a daughter at the time. So it's like, how do I get out of this? So I had to pretty much uh, become him 
um, so he can trust me so I can get a hold of some money. So huh. I stole some money. I did some stuff, putting some money aside. You know, I, I just didn't grab no shopping bag and say I was going. I know right. if I was going to be okay and my daughter was going to be okay because I had already tried some of the women's shelters, the battering shelters. They treat you just as bad as he was. So you're being battered all the way around. Mm -hmm. So you figure... You got to have some money. I knew up front that I needed a plan. So I cultivated a plan. Um, so I started being that good girl, like doing everything he said, you know, but in my mind, I was scheming and plotting that I was getting out of there. And, but, but to believe it or not, Cass, it took me a year. It took me mm -hmm. a year to say, you know what, I'm getting out. But when I got out, I had snuck and went to school. I had got a certificate in respiratory therapy. I had a job lined up for me and I was stealing his money all a while so I can get out. So that's exactly how I got out of there because I deserve more. Mm -hmm. Now, he found out he didn't want me out. You know, he didn't want me to leave. So one last time, he beat the hell out of me. Um, to get up out of there. But yeah. see, again, I was already in that mindset. I deserve better. So I'm yeah. going to kill your ass. And that's exactly what I tried to do. You Ooh. know, so I literally ran him over to get out of there. So I really became him. So yeah. again, it, 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 it's something when you think about it, it's like, man, as you got to fight for your life because he yeah. really was trying to kill me. Yeah. So I got out of the house, got in the car and he ran down and he threw a brick at the car. And I figured, you know, ain't no love lost here. Your kid is in this car. So I'm just going to run your ass over. And that's exactly what I did. So I tried to kill him. And then I ran home to my mother. Because now, the, you know, like, what the hell did I just do? I'm going to jail. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm beat up um, in a hospital with handcuffed, you know, only because we both in the hospital because he was really bad. Don't tell me they put you next to each other. Oh, no, no, no. We were in two different hospitals because I ran to another city and, and you know, his yeah. mama, I should have ran her ass over too. But he, she went, he went, <laughs> he went to the hospital someplace else and I was someplace else. But again, you know, one of the things you got to own your own, what you do, own up to what you do. I became him. So I became a batterer as well, even though, it was uh, trying to save my life and my kid's life. And mm -hmm. that's how they looked at it, that I ran him over, the car was a weapon, and I tried to kill him. So mm -hmm. that, that's basically, so I got in trouble for that. I mean, it all worked out in the end, but yeah. that was how I got away because after subduing all the abuse for so long, and even in that last year, um, just plotting to get out of there, he found out. So once he found out, he literally, because he knew I was going to go either way. So mm -hmm. he was going to kill me in that day. But like I said, in that moment, I deserve more. I deserve more. And I think, and I didn't know back then anything about, you know, having a love affair with yourself or loving yourself or any of that. It was just about mm -hmm. survival. And I deserve more. I was a smart kid. You know, I was in college circumstances. You know, I got pulled out when I became homeless and he took me off the street. So, mm -hmm. but getting back to my life and yeah. that's what I wanted to get back to. And I wanted more for my daughter. She deserved more and I deserve more. So in that moment, it was that it was survival and I got out. So that's how I got out of that. I deserve more, cultivated a plan, 
stuck to it. And then I got out of there. What happened in the end was not part of the plan, but sometimes when there's an interruption, you got to do something about it and still get back to your plan. I was not going to let him stop me no matter what. Man, you can't mess with a Jersey girl. Okay. (laughs) Hey, play around if you want to. (laughs) So then... So then how did you essentially turn your life around? Because that's a lot of chaos and stress and all the things on your mind, right? So then how did you even come to a place of peace and love and joy? Well, you know, after a while, like I said, things did get a little worse before they got better. So you you work in it. But remember, I said I had a plan. Yeah. So I continue to work the plan no matter how, how, it, how it got. So again, I took my daughter, I took my son because my daughter was four at the time. My son um, was seven months. So he was little baby. So Mm -hmm. I took them. And, you know, like I said, during that year time, I went to respiratory school. So I had a job lined up um, and everything. So it was just a matter of getting my kids secured so I can go to work and they can go to school. So I went back and I stayed with my sister. Um, Like I said, a lot of chaos. I stayed with my sister. I went to work and I took care of my kids. I went to work, took care of my kids. All of our free times we spent in the library because now there's just time to get better. So it was probably about a three year, three years before I even thought about getting into another relationship or anything, just Mm -hmm. dealing with my own brokenness, you know, because again, uh, when you're talking about your past limiting beliefs and what you've gone through, I realized I was messed up. You know, Mm -hmm. I was just messed up. I needed some help. So a lot of times, you know, we are taught, you know, not to enlist the help. You can't tell nobody your business, you know, you got to tell God, you know, your your grandparents, they might tell you to go to God, you know, and I, I, I was like, ain't doing nothing. (laughs) <laughs> ain't doing nothing. I'm still jacked up. You yeah. know, I, I need somebody to help me. So I literally went and got a therapist. When mm-hmm. I got to work, I started working in St. Michael's Hospital. I never forget. And I got a therapist and I worked my way through everything. I mean, back from my horrificness to me turning it into terrificness. Mm-hmm. So again, I went and got help. You know, I just didn't go talk to God and keep it to out myself because right. especially in the black community, we are, you know, it's taboo. You you don't, right. you just don't tell your dirty laundry, but I did get help. Therapists helped me understand, you know, generational abuse, where it comes from. It doesn't have to be. And how do you break the cycle to generally start falling in love with yourself? And, and, and basically, I didn't know anything about that until I met a man right? Till I met another man, right? A man that helped me fall in love with my naked soul. See, and that was my husband. Mm -hmm. See, he says to me one day, I met him again. I was in college, you know, went back to school. I went to Newark College of Engineering. It's called New Jersey Institute of Technology then. Back then, went down, um, in school, met him. He was a cop at the time, giving me a ticket. <laughs> Cuss him out. Right? <laughs> Cuss him out, right? <laughs> but this man was persistent. <laughs> he was persistent. And, and we, we were together for 28 years, married for 23, right? So in that time, you know, he helped me really, really 
um, just have this own love of self. You know, he and he would tell me you were so beat down all of your life. You don't even know when somebody's really trying to love you. So mm -hmm. and that's like I said, I, I got help because I had to know what that was. And yeah. one day he said to me, you know, I'm in love with your naked soul. Why aren't you? You know, I didn't know what he was talking about. You know, I was this street kid. This girl, you know, is literally the rags to riches story when it comes to that level of love. Yeah. Right. And we were good together. I mean, to this day, my husband has died, but you're talking about a love that I never knew. He was literally the love of my life because he taught me how to love, how to want more, what to expect, never to settle yeah. or anything. He taught me what that love was. We sort of like just gel together you know, in that sense, we didn't have sex troubles, we didn't have money troubles, you know, we didn't have talking communication troubles. So mm -hmm. those are the things that generally you have trouble with inside of your relationship. We didn't have that we really were that force of one. But when I got sick, um, again, my husband dropped everything because this was a time that I was uh, I've gotten cancer. That's what I said. Life had gotten really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I'm with the love of my life. And here we come with this based on what I had done in the past. Mm -hmm. And so he left, he dropped everything and he took care of me. I am here today having this conversation with you because he put me first instead of himself and he lost his life for it. Right. So mm -hmm. because he did not take care of him, mm -hmm. all he was worried about was his wife. That was all he was worried about. He yeah. says life would be unbearable without you. So he did not come back around when I got well, you know. Mm -hmm. So he did, you know, die of a heart disease, you know, mm -hmm. as we moved through. And that probably, oh my God. So about 15 years ago, so mm -hmm. 15, just 15, 17 years, I have been single. Right. So again, having the love of my life and trying to oh, find another man that can just measure up. <laughs> yeah, you guys. So tell us about that. Tell us about that. Like, was there a, a clear, stark decision where you said, All right, I'm gonna try this dating thing? Or did it just happen? Like what what did you do? What did you do? You know, it 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 got to the point because I never thought that I would be you know, in my fifties, you know, early in fifties, 40 years old and be single. Cause you know, I was with this man and I knew that we were so good. We we're going to be okay for the rest of our life. We were going to do old age together. Like this was it, you know, the kids were going to be gone. We're going to be traveling the world. So I never thought that I would be in this place by myself. You know, and my kids are grown, you know, your kids get grown, they ain't thinking about you. When they want money, they they calling you. But hey mom, just checking in, but they ain't thinking about you. So right. they going off and living their life as they should. And here you are by yourself. So no, I, I thought on those lonely days, you know, like where do you go meet men? But one of the things I, I did, and I went on a few dates here and there, several of them actually. Um, and one of the things I know, like I said, that my husband taught me, Cass, is that mm -hmm. not to settle. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. and a lot of the, 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 the relationships and everything that's going on today, good Lord, they just hook up. I wish you would just say, listen, I'm just looking to get laid. Leave me right. alone. Right. But they're not being honest, but actually, this is what they want. I'm just looking to get laid. So um, I've even gone on dates. I'm like, what are you looking for? If you're looking to get laid, I'm not that chick. Right. So we're we, we not going to figure this out. And, and you're not going to sample your goods and all of that bullshit. We ain't doing all of that because I have more respect for my own self. You ain't got to do no test run. I mean, this is all the stuff that they used to say. Oh, yeah. we just want to do a test run to see, see if it's okay. I'm like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Are you kidding me? Right? That they even have the audacity to say that. So, you know, again, where your God going on blind takes or your girlfriend hook you up or you don't went to the dating sites. And that's just a whole nother thing because that's just a hookup. I mean, mm. just based on some of the things that we are doing as women, mm. you know, so they're looking for all women to do that. Listen, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But it's not my thing. You know, I had one guy tell me, you know what? You're going to be by yourself for the rest of your life if you keep acting like that. I said, but at the likes of you, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, where did, where did you meet him? How did you meet him? Well, the, the, the dude that I'm dating now, or are you talking about the yeah. internet dude? The, oh, the, so the. after all of that, I, 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 I had given up for a while. So for a couple of years, I was like, I don't have time for this internet dates. And just like any other woman, I just put all of my energy into my business and, you know, working, you know, playing with my grandkids and just doing business. So I didn't think about it. But one of the things that, you know, again, just reading books and the laws of attraction that there was a man out there waiting for me. He's looking for me. He is going to find me, but I needed to list down what I want. So, you know, I wrote a letter to God. This is what I want. I want six foot six. I need chocolate jobs. I need muscles. You know, I need somebody that's in the wellness field. And I mean, I got specific. I need somebody that don't eat steak because I ain't cooking it. You know, so (laughs) I mean, I got very, very specific with it and I'm going to need him to show up. You know, and so, so for me, being, I'm going to say a sassy, spicy 60-year-old, right? And, 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 and you know, for, and, 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 and no shade on nobody, but the average 60-year-old man that I was meeting, they couldn't keep up with me, right? So they just wanted to come home and sit in. I'm like, are you kidding me? This big ball of energy, it ain't happening. So I needed somebody that was high energy, you know, like me, that loved to be adventurous and be out. So... Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I had given up on, on meeting men. So a couple of years ago, out bike riding, you know, cause I'll get on my bike and just go 20, 30 miles in a minute. And I was in the parking lot, just coming back from my bike ride. And I'm taking a selfie of me. Cause I just did my 20 miles. This was hot. You know, I had it up there. I think the muscle was out a little bit cause it was warm, you know, so I was flexing. <laughs> I was and this dude pulled into the parking lot where, where we were and he pulled his truck over a few cars down from mine. He's like, you're taking a selfie on the bike? I said, yeah, because I think I'm cute after doing me 20 miles, right? And he said, well, I think you're cute too. I said, well, this picture will be better, you know, uh, if you come and take it for me, right? So he did. He says, can I get in the picture with you? I was like, no, I don't know you. <laughs> 
gave me his name. He says, can I give you my phone number? I said, well, whatever happened to the gentleman asking for the woman's phone number? Like, what is this about? He says, you know, I'm a little cautious, uh, you know, in asking women things because sometimes you get so much pushback. So he, we were bothly in the same space. I said, well, listen here, dude. I says, I'm from the city when I am that old Southern belle, I'm gonna need a gentleman. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I said it just like that. I said, so I'm looking for a gentleman. I'm looking for those things. I'm that Southern belle chicks that love the doors being open for them. Right there in the parking lot, I'm gonna know this guy from Adam. I mm-hmm. says, but I will give you my number and we could exchange numbers, right? So, mm-hmm. and that's basically how it started. Like I said, And again, we start texting, you know, the normal thing. And I let them know off the bat, listen, I'm not a text talk chick. You don't need to call me. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to call you, right? So we started, you know, just talking, having a conversation. Um, Of course, we met on the bike 12. So as we're riding bikes and because we were long distance cycling, we had a lot of time to talk. So... um, riding the bikes you know we just discovered the trails in maryland and we started riding and riding and riding and as time went on and after having a conversation we just start getting closer and closer so in this moment we knew that this was it you know so and again i'm that chick like i'm not trying to see joe blow over here is this is something that you and i are going to do so we're going to have to have the conversation about it So one of the things about it is that we talk and we talk and we talk. And I think for women, they just don't say what they want because sometimes we get in that um, space of, I'm just so glad I got a man. Um, (laughs) It's it's okay. And I wanted to make sure because like I said, I I always am a live to be 150, but my time and my energy is precious to me. And if I'm going to give you that, I have to know where it's leading. I mean, I am about straight up no chaser type of a thing. So we talked about all of that. We talked about, listen, if you just want to get laid, you know, you you may let me know because you're kind of cute. But, you know, I I may be considering doing that, but I'm just not that chick. I'm telling you, I may consider it just because you're cute. That was it. You know, so we I mean, we had those type of conversations, but it was a minute before we got intimate with each other. So that was the best part about it. So it took them a minute. You know, you got to keep let them chase for a while. (laughs) I love I love all of this oh my goodness so Candace when we spoke earlier before we started the recording you shared about making room can you share that concept oh yeah so in my period of I just said the hell with it you know the hell with men I I don't want to be bothered I just don't have time it's just too much work Mm -hmm. I ain't got no time to be bringing up the little boys you know all that stuff that we women say to ourselves right (laughs) So I, I started, I was, went in my work in it. You know, I, like I said, I'm a sports card chick. I love, and I use this, I love sports cards and I love them, the ones that only got two seats, right? And, and I always say that 
when we want something, we really have to make room. You know, even though I was talking all that smack about I didn't want a man, I didn't have time, but secretly in our mind and our subconscious, we, we want a man. We always want a man. It's just the, the course of life, right? Mm -hmm. And if we were to be honest with ourselves, but at the end of the day, a lot of us, and even for myself, I didn't have room. I was like, you know, even when you think about it, I got two seats, even if I met somebody who knew I was going to meet him on a bike, but uh, I got two seats, even if I met somebody, how, where would they fit in my life? Because even on my seat beside me, I, I had my water bottles, my computer computers, my jump rope, all the things that I love to do, I carry with me, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, if we don't move all of that stuff out of the way, if we don't move some things out of the way in order to make room for them to come or be attracted, they're never going to come. See, we got to be willing to sacrifice some stuff. So I was willing to sacrifice some things and compromise, you know, for myself to make the room to say, you know what, I am now open for him to find me. And as he pulled into that parking lot, he found me. The thing about it, you never know when it's going to happen. I didn't go out there looking for him. I went out there to ride my bike for 20 miles. Well, let, 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 let me just be very, very clear. I'm always cute. You always got to be cute. You got to keep the cute factor going, right? <laughs> 20 miles is still cute. <laughs> you still, you know, I got my head tied up, got my helmet on. Well, I took my helmet off by then. But at this point, you still, no matter how you look at it, when you're thinking about men, they are visual creatures. Mm. They are going to look at you and there has to be some level of attraction. So for me, you know, I think the sex appeal, I think it's our God-given right as women to be sexy, right? Mm. But I, I just think it's so that the sex appeal is always there no matter what you're in. Because I probably get more attraction when I'm in my, not like this, you know, ain't nobody paying me no attention. He is now, but when I get all glammed up, Ain't nobody thinking about me, but listen, when I put on my little skivvies and my little workout clothes and my sneakers, they running after me. So I love it. <laughs> hey, I love it. But that's basically what it was. So when I made the room to move out of the way, it's never too late. You just have to make a decision as to that's what you wanted. So even with that, when I got open to it, even though I wasn't actively on the dating sites anymore, even though I wasn't actively saying to my friends, don't y'all got some male friends or don't somebody got some brothers, you know, mm -hmm. uh, anything like that. I was no longer actively doing that, but I was still open because a lot of times, like I said, we tell our subconscious that we don't want it. So it closes itself down. But when you move things out of the way and you open open and get open, so this is something I really want. But here was the biggest thing that, that I've learned through all of that, that I didn't have to work to get a man. I just simply had to work on me. And that was, that was it. Every day I get up, you know, we've been together for a minute now. I don't do anything differently now than I did when I met him. I didn't change anything about me. I didn't do anything I still pretty much 
work on myself to be the best version of me. And I know once again, I'll, you know, that he will love me just for being. So it is not something that I have to try to work at. Mm-hmm. Only thing that I do is just be me. Beautiful. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Candace. How can these ladies find you that want to connect with the well allergies? Well, allergies. <laughs> well, just that I am at the wellologist, and that's W E L L O L O G I S T. I am at the wellologist on all social media uh, platforms as Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Candace Camille that you can link in. And you can also go to my website, CandaceCamille.com. Why? Because I teach women to be sexy, fit, and well. I'm sexy. I'm fit. I'm well. Oh my goodness. That's, man, if y'all didn't get something, I know I got many things from this interview and I just appreciate you, Candace, for coming out. So everyone that is listening in, please do share this episode with a friend, hit the five stars and make sure to hang out with Candace. Continue to live continue to love, continue to laugh. The I Am Wanted Summit is happening now. Have you gotten your spot? It's no cost whatsoever. So tune in right now, IamWantedSummit.com. Hear speakers that have worked for Pharrell. Oh my goodness. Be able to overcome the imposter syndrome. Oh my goodness. Learn how to have a healthy life while trying to be a wife. Hello. (laughs) Also for my successful single women, learn the three keys to becoming a wanted woman. At the end of the day, this is all about happiness. And we have an amazing, amazing speakers to help you with a six-figure career or move your business to millions. Tune in now at IamWantedSummit.com. IamWantedSummit.com. See you there. Have you ever wondered what to talk about on a date? Like gotten stumped about what to ask, what conversation to have? I know. That's why I created The Love Deck. This is the 60 questions I believe you should ask before choosing the one. And on the other side, affirmations just for you. Check it out. Everybody loves them. And don't forget to tag me in how it goes. Bye.